Badass. Welcome to the Radiant Badass. If you like your suburban mom with a side of punk and your spirituality laced with pop culture references, friend, you are home. I'm your host, Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so glad you're here. Let's have some fun. Hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Radiant Badass. I will admit that the last episode, I was really sad. And I'm still kind of in my feelings, I'll be honest. Uh, Life at this moment feels like a lot. It's the 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows, as the Buddhists say. As I talked about last week uh, with Taylor Hawkins' death, I have been thinking about Taylor and the absolute joy he radiated about music. And I decided that this episode, I'd lean into that light, that joy in the music. My favorite drug of choice, music. And if last week was a ballad, uh, this week is more like um, like Fat Bottom Girls. Still a solid episode, just feels a little bit lighter. And I was going to say like it was going to be like Polly, the song Polly by Nirvana. But then I remembered the lyrics of Polly and I was like, um, yeah, that's, that's actually not light at all. So, okay, but back to the music. Because where do I turn to when I'm having the hard feelings, the big feelings? You know, it's not drugs anymore, but good guess. It's music. Well, and books. Books and music, friend. I would love to have a shop that's books and music. Except, well, honestly, I completely lack the temperament for the retail environment. But last episode, I talked about how music has been my constant emotional support. And in one of my other earlier episodes, I gave you some hair metal songs that I love. So I'm kind of combining those ideas this week. And here's five alternative or grunge or whatever you want to call it. Songs that I absolutely love. These songs um, are from bands that some of them went on to get really big. uh, Some of them didn't. But they're bands that I feel like I came up with. They're the bands of my youth. like Not my formative years with Tom Petty and not my headbanger years, but like that next phase. And it's where I found my home. I found my home in grunge. And I left out all the big hits here because like you've heard all of those. So uh, when I first thought of putting this episode together, the very first song that came to my mind, the thing that popped in my mind and I was like, yeah, I want to do an episode about this was In and Out of Grace uh, by Mud Honey. It's from their Super Fuzz Big Muff from their album named after guitar pedals. Um, I love this song. Song's amazing. For me, this is a windows rolled all the way down, ripping down the freeway into nothing. Like everything is just that feeling of infinite possibility that completely colored my youth. It's it's that kind of song for me. A lot of mud honey is for me, that kind of freedom and feeling and stick it to the man kind of vibe. I love it. Like back in the day. I saw Mud Honey at the Pine Street Theater in Portland. Um, I think at that moment it was called Rock Candy. It's had a few iterations over the years, but I still call it Pine Street Theater because that was a whole full moment for me. First of all, what was so great about that show is that they were selling these oversized plaid flannel shorts with their logos on them. And that's been my favorite piece of concert merch in my entire life. Like, I'm begging you to reissue those fucking shorts, man. Those were epic. I wore mine until they fucking fell apart. Fantastic. Second of all, 
there was extra excitement in the place uh, because Kurt and Chris from Nirvana were there and they were in the bar that night. Uh, like Nevermind was out. I know that. Uh, but I don't think it had charted yet. I mean, I remember it was a winter because there are some other stories that are tied to the story that I'm not going to go into on the podcast. But I do remember it was cold and rainy. Anyway, this crowd was a friendly crowd. The people in Pine Street were already in love with Nirvana. And oh my God, we were just digging that Kurt and Chris were there to support their friends. So I kept going into the bar to gawk at them all the while acting like I wasn't gawking at them, and I was completely gawking at them. In and Out of Grace reminds me of that night, that time, that moment before Garage Punk was huge, and it was so fucking fun. I'd also like to note that Mark Arm is still alive, so when people say that Eddie Vedder is the only singer left, that's just someone running their mouth who doesn't know what they're talking about. That rolls me right into the next song you need on your playlist if you don't already have it. And it's Alice Said by Ellensburg, Washington's own Screaming Trees. Mark Lanigan, the singer of the trees, has, well, had such a delightfully distinctive voice. His version of Where Did You Sleep Last Night is also the stuff of legends. Tragically, Mark died recently, but we're focusing on the light. I love the psychedelic vibe of Alice Said and the imagery, and I like to sing along quite loudly. My guess is that I listened to it a lot when I was getting ready for my evenings out. At least that's the scene that pops into my head, like the stereo up loud, doing a little getting ready dance. Not sure where the night is going to take me, but it's likely to end up with me screaming into the work parking lot right before my shift starts and changing my clothes in the car because somehow the evening rolled out into the very next day. Those were good times. Also, I could never do that at this point in my life. And why would I want to? But I do love those memories. Moving on, it's hard for me to pick just one Soundgarden song for the purpose of this, but I'm going to go with Loud Love from Louder Than Love. I fucking love Soundgarden, and this whole album is great. Also, the band looked like such babies on the cover art, but There was a specific 4th of July in my early 20s where my best friend at the time and I spent most of the day and way into the night, possibly into the next day, just listening to the CD on repeat while we sat on my apartment balcony and watched the neighbors. My balcony overlooked a house that had a pretty big yard, and there were these three guys that we were watching, the three guys that lived there. They were getting their house and yard ready for a 4th of July party, uh, and then they had the party. And my friend and I were pretending that it was a TV show that we were watching. I think we possibly invented reality television right back then, now that I say that out loud. But we were making up their dialogue for them. And like, I feel like I should explain that we were in a very altered state that day. But I stand by how much I laughed that day. And I'm pretty sure if we'd filmed it and put it on YouTube, we'd have sponsorship offers coming out of our ears right now because we were funny. And when is the last time I felt like I could spend an entire day and night doing nothing more productive than staring at the neighbors and then pretending to put words in their mouths? But, you know, like, it's not a lie. That's basically what a lot of YouTube is anyway, is just talking about shit, filming it, uploading it. I'm not going to get distracted here and tell you that I believe YouTube is the modern equivalent of vaudeville, but I can't guarantee I won't explore that in a future episode. But back to the actual song. 
the baseline in loud love is sex. Like it is just pure sex. So sexy. So much of Soundgarden has that beautiful, dirty bass. Like, I love it. And then Cornell's vocals, like, forget it. Thank you. Thank you, Soundgarden, for everything. My Nirvana gateway drug was Bleach. And here again, it's hard for me to pick just one. In the playlist that I put together for this episode, I put all of Bleach on there because it's all good. And I'm not going to give you a five-song playlist, okay? I've moved past that. I think Love Buzz was a single, but I think that was a cover. And it's great. But what totally got me pogoing is Negative Creep. <laughs> I love that song. At one point, this is a little side note. At one point, I thought my memoir was going to be called Ah, uh, To Be Young and Pogo. I think I was 23 when I came up with that title, like thinking I was old. Anyway, I love a good rip through Negative Creep. Turned way up. It is everything good. Like, I don't have a cute story for this song, say, about tripping out and watching the neighbors, but... Oh, actually, wait, I do. I mean, kind of. This story was actually after Nevermind broke, my aforementioned best friend from the Soundgarden story. And I were at their show, and it was at the Fox Theater in Portland, if you were at the Fox Theater before they tore it down. And coincidentally, Mudhoney opened that show. Oh, crazy. Look how I looped that back like a good comedian would. I ended up getting punched in the face in the pit that night. And it it was a great show. But that is, the face punching was not the story I was going to tell. I mean, it's not a very good story. I was in the pit. It was a different time. Girls could be in the pit then. And some guy went to hit some other guy and he got my face instead. Like security removed the guy. I continued with the show. That's the story. I could take a punch, I guess, is the story. It was like between bands or something, my friend and I went to the bathroom. This is the story that I want to tell. (laughs) It's like between the bands or something, my friends and I went to hit the bathroom. And I just remember that she was complaining about how she was just there for the music and she kept getting hit on. Now, being hit on at these kind of shows wasn't ever really a big issue for me. I don't remember getting hit on that much at shows, but whatever. It was a big deal for her, her story. So wait in line, whatever. I'm just assuming we were waited in line because it's women at a concert. And what do we do at the bathroom? Wait in line. But I do remember coming out of the bathroom together and she was just going off about like she just wanted to hear the music like the same bitch. And then she was pointing out that there was this guy staring at her from across the room. Like in my memory, it's a mezzanine area. I The fox has been torn down, so I can't fact check it. And it's not important to the story anyway. It's just like what's in my head. But she was just getting so lathered about this guy. And then he like breaks away from his friends and he starts walking towards us. And she is just hissing in my ear about how she's going to shut him down. Whatever. He gets to us. He leans down, like leans over, like puts his hand on his shoulder and like whispers something in her ear. And then he just keeps going. And like, I kind of was excited to see her shut this guy down. And she didn't. And it didn't really look like he was hitting on her, but like, whatever. And I was like, what was that about? And she's like, I have toilet paper stuck to my shoe. I love that story. I still laugh about that story. It's literally decades after it happened. And I, I love that story. And that night I saw a kick-ass show with two of my favorite bands. And I just had a slightly black eye the next day to show for it. So I do love that story. I love Nirvana. Ah, I want to say I'm not going to include any Pearl Jam here. Like, Pearl Jam is great. 
I like so much of their catalog. They seem like super nice guys, but they never really did it for me. The last time I was at Mopop, uh, the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, there was a Pearl Jam exhibit. Maybe it's still there. I don't know. I was looking at it. I love the Andrew Wood statue. Uh, but everything felt so, like, I don't know. Everything felt so clean. I think they had really great management and representation. And they were able to do some partnerships that maybe some of the other bands couldn't do. But I think it was the cross-promotion with a surfboard company that just, I was just like, oh, like, that is not the vibe. And so, like, maybe you get this. As a band, okay, maybe this sounds funny, but as a band, they seem like the guy your mom wants you to go to prom with, while Soundgarden is the guy that you want to go to prom with. Like, you feel me there? I think you do. So I'm going to wrap this up with Alice and Chains and their song, Sea of Sorrow. I love Lane's voice, and I feel like this song really showcases it. Have I got a concert story for Alice and Chains? Since this kind of turned into a story episode... Ah, sure do. I saw him at the Melody Ballroom in Portland, and for some reason, I borrowed my sister's Birkenstocks to wear to that show. I know that doesn't make any sense. I was young. That's what I did. And this was another show where I was in the pit, and I was, like, getting up front. I got up front, and I tried to convince Lane to give me his shirt. Like, I don't know. I was built different then. Uh, But he did. He took it off, and he gave it to me. And like I declared victory and was working my way out of the pit with my T-shirt prize. And I ended up with a bottle smashed on my big toe. And then I bled all over my sister's sandal. So, oops. I then attempted to make up for it by gifting my sister the shirt that was directly from Lane's back. Like that's an amazing gift, right? But I'm honestly not sure she's ever really forgiven me for that. And I do still have a little scar on my big toe to remind me of that night. Good times. So this whole thing ended up being way more of a story time episode than I expected. And I thank you for indulging me. It has really kind of lifted my mood. And I needed that. I mean, I mentioned I've had the passing of Taylor on my mind. And all of this music is such a gift. And it just reminds me of a simpler time. Actually, I mean, I don't really think it was that simple. But I do like to put on these rose-colored glasses about it. And as I mentioned, I put together a more comprehensive playlist that includes the songs I mentioned, plus other ones I think you need to hear. Or maybe hear again. Maybe it's the music of your youth, too. Or maybe you get to discover something new. Thanks for listening. And in this whole storytelling vibe, I would love to hear your war stories. You can email me at hello at radiantbadass.com. It would be an honor to hear your stories. Thanks for listening. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave me a solid review. If you want to take this to the next level, you can sign up for my newsletter at radiantbadass.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at radiantbadass. You know, I'd love to hear from you. And as always, thank you to my producer and coach, Chris Martin. Hit him up at curiosity.builders or Chris Martin Studios for your chance to work with him. This has been The Radiant Badass. I'm Elizabeth Holmes. See you next time.